Hello and welcome everybody to my another edition of my podcast. Um, I stand strong, coming at you from my bear cave, deep in the the concrete jungles of the beautiful Northwest. Um, this episode is going to be a little different. Normally, I would talk about something that you know I have an opinion on and. That makes it a little more, you know, a little fun for people to, you know, hear my opinion and I get to hear other people's opinions. Where this one, um, I am going to more just talk about something I've been going through for a while and I really, I really kind of need to talk about it. So this is, this is a step for me. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this and put it out there and it's, it's a big deal. Um, so last two and a half Two, two and a half years, um, my, my marriage kind of fell apart. You know, we were, we were, we've been together since 2001. We got married in 2005 and just shy of our 15th wedding anniversary. I won't, uh, no, it's probably been probably a little before that. We, we started really facing some problems, um, there were a number of issues that added up to it. One of them being me having depression and anxiety really put a strain on our relationship. Um, cause you know, I would, I would be in these down phases for sometimes weeks at a time. And I would just not have the drive. So things wouldn't get done. And, you know, or, you know, things wouldn't get done around the house, or I'd be very withdrawn, um, always in my head about things. And that, I mean, that that's one facet. I can, you know, I will, you know, I won't um, get too much into the other side of it because that's that's not my story to tell. It's, and you know, it's. So it's kind of not my place to say anything about it, but it's, you know, j- just know that no, no major bad, I think was done on either side. It was just a number of small things that led to this. So, like I said, you know, probably 2019, we, oh, would have been 2018, I think we had my father-in-law came to live with us and he's a great guy, but he, he had his issues and his issues put a little, a little bit of a strain on our relationship as it was, but we kind of already had our issues there, but they were kind of unacknowledged. Then, you know, you add this other, this other factor in and, you know, my, my depression, anxiety, and sometimes paranoia was off the charts and that added to it. Um, but then eventually, you know, I had, I had a a friend and coworker who he was going through a bad time and he was in a bad living situation. So me and Michelle out of, of a choice to try to help, help somebody we cared about, we, we allowed him to move in. And so that opened up another small aspect. Once again, he, you know, I don't really think any blame can go on 
on Ian or my father-in-law for for what what transpired afterwards. I think there was already all the issues. The issues just kind of got brought to the forefront by having everybody living there. We didn't really have the the privacy to deal with our issues. Um so we we started trying to do things and of course I've been in I've been in therapy for probably three or four years. Um, I want to say it was close to a year I had been in therapy before stuff really started going sideways with uh, with my marriage. Um, but so, yeah, we, we started facing some issues and it became apparent that we, we needed time. So at first it was um, after my father-in-law moved out because it was kind of a, a forced thing. We just, we couldn't, we couldn't deal with certain aspects. So after he moved out, she moved upstairs into essentially where he stayed and that became her bedroom. And I stayed in what used to be our bedroom. And that went okay. Um, you know, it was, it was a little difficult to really say we were separated when we were still living together. Um, yeah, we were, we were in separate rooms, but you know, we still had to see each other every day. Um, which don't get me wrong. I don't complain about, and I don't think she would. It was just, it wasn't ideal for what we needed at the time. Then I probably six months after my father-in-law moved out, um, it became clear that living in the same house isn't what we need. I needed to, you know, one of us needed to move out. So, um, I had the available, I had the possibility from a coworker, another coworker who was moving out of his townhouse and needed to find somebody so he could dodge getting the, uh, breaking his lease. So me and Ian picked up this townhouse and, you know, we, we went our way with it. So, you know, it was like, I moved out. Not real far away, but I moved out with Ian, and it was quickly apparent to me what I had lost. I mean, I already knew I was losing it, but that really drove it home. Um, you know, it was really, really clear that while I needed to heal and I needed to fix myself in some aspects, I didn't want to do that without Michelle. I wanted her in my life. I I couldn't I couldn't picture it without her. But at the same time, it was bittersweet because I knew for me to grow, I needed to get away from that. Um cuz if we would have stayed if we would have gone right back into our relationship just pretending nothing happened, we would have just kept doing the same cycle and I would have never been driven to make myself better. I would have never been, you know, done, doing anything to grow. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I was lack of responsibility, I guess is a good word for it. You know, I never had to, um, take care of the bills. Michelle was really good about that. The only thing I really had to do was take care of a yard and, you know, do some stuff around the house every now and then. And even at that, I was failing most of the time. And 
I I acknowledge that because that's what it was. Um, and if I don't, I mean, there's no use denying it. I know it's true. I was, I was useless to anybody because I couldn't figure it out myself. How, how, how the hell was I going to be what, what somebody else needed of me? Uh, so then, you know, so I move out, which, you know, has its good good things because, you know, I don't have to, it was no longer me having to worry about letting her down by not, you know, making the bed or not cleaning the bathroom or doing the dishes. Um, and I had, you know, I was able to display more of my stuff because I'm, you know, being a nerd, I have quite the collection of, you know, Funko Pops, comics, um, artwork, stuff like that on top of my movie collections. Um, and most of all, a Thor collection. I am a, a self, self-proclaimed Thorder. Um, but yeah, I was allowed the, the rights to kind of display more of that. But it was a thing where I would have given up my, my rights to do all that if I could have had her, if I could still be with her, you know, still come home to her every day. And as it went, you know, I mean, I got a little more accepted of it. But at the same time, I had this guilt, this deep guilt for a while of, you know, what does it say about me that I was, I was happy with getting to display these, these minor things at the sake of my marriage. Um, and that was, that was something I fought with for a while. I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't an easy thing to come to grips with that, you know, it didn't really mean anything in the long run. I mean, it just meant I, I enjoyed having this stuff displayed and I was making the best of, you know, best of the shit sandwich I was in at the moment. Um, so, you know, then, you know, as we go along, you know, she gets, you know, she, she finds a new boyfriend and I'm, I'm happy for, her. I want her to be happy. So, you know, I, I'm accepting that. And he, he moves in with her in our old house. And I think that was the first time I really had major, like a major resentment almost in the situation because it was kind of a, it was kind of the thing I was fighting. Like I love her and I want her to be happy, but you know, she has a boyfriend, you know, within, it seemed like within six, you know, less than six months of us being officially separated and he moves in with her in our house. So my wife is sharing a bed with some other guy in my house that there was hurt, a lot of hurt and a lot of resentment. But as I came to really settle on that, I think it was just a jealousy. You know, I wanted to be him. I wanted to be the one who came home and, and laid next to her. I had missed, you know, I missed so much being able to, you know, Spooner and if she wakes up with a bad dream, you know, hold her and, you know, tell her everything is going to be okay. And I couldn't be that anymore. Um, so having to accept that was, was hard. And so it, it, 
manifested many times as anger or resentment or just deep pain. Um, but none of it really was malicious, I guess is a good word for it. You know, I never, I never wished anything bad upon her or her, or her boyfriend, which I had, I knew her boyfriend, you know, he, he was somebody that I had met once or twice before, you know, while we were still together. And then, you know, and I'm, I'm happy for her. He's, he's a great guy. He's, you know, like I've gone over and hung out with him a couple times. And while it could have been awkward, it was really, it was really laid back. I mean, he's, he's a cool guy. We have similar interests, you know, and he makes her happy and that's all that matters. Um, but by no means is she out of my life. And that's the, that's the best part to me is she is still very much a part of my life. Um, she's still the first person I want to talk to when I wake up and the last person I want to talk to before I go to bed. Um, and for a while there was kind of the fight of what, you know, is that really possible anymore? Um, but, but, you know, back to kind of the timeline, you know, I mean, it was, it was maybe, I think we were closing in on a year of being, no, probably wasn't even that long. I don't know, but at some point in time, you know, um, I had messaged my therapist because having a real bad day. And I think I'd, I'd told her about the, the, the way I felt bad that I was enjoying having the little bit of freedom I had, because what did that mean for my feelings for Michelle? And, you know, I don't care, but my, my emails at that point in time were being routed to a, a joint account that me and Michelle had. So, you know, my, my, uh, my response from her, from my counselor came, came back and she saw that and she read, you know, of course it showed what I had written and I got a call and she was like, you know, I think, I think we need to talk. Cause I think, I think it's better. We do, do look for the divorce. And you know, I asked what made her decide this way. And she, she had mentioned the email and she apologized for reading it, which I, I'm not mad. I mean, it, it was like, I had it routed to that email so she could see if I was having, you know, communication with my counselor. So she would be part of it. I wanted her to be part of my counseling. I wanted her to be part of my growth. Um, so, yeah, so then, you know, it was decided that very much against my, my wishes, um, but it was what she felt she needed. And in the long run, it was, it was what I needed, even though I didn't want to admit that to myself. You know, it was this, this thing that I didn't want, but as much as I thought it, it's what I need and what I, you know, it it's. I need that distance. I need to find what I need so that I can be everything that somebody else might need in me. I mean, given I'm, I'm 40 years old, do I really think I'm ever going to get married again? I don't have plans on it. Do I ever even think I'm going to be in a relationship? I won't say never, but I'm not really, I guess... I guess I'm not ruling it out, but I'm not actively, you know, just 
balls to the wall looking for somebody because I know what I need to right now. I need this this time. Um, but to to move along, you know, so like I I lived with Ian for about a year, and it was April of twenty twenty. No. Yeah. Wow. It's no. It was April of this year. So April of twenty twenty one. I moved into my own place because another another townhouse in the in owned by the same property manager but in a different complex had opened up. It would be like 50 bucks less in rent than what I was what I would have paid if I would have kept the townhouse I was in all to myself. And but it was only one level, which was great because I hated st- I hate stairs. I have bad knees. Um, but it was my own place, and it was wide open. It's this wide open floor plan. So I'm like, you know, like it's and it and it. But most of all, I needed it for myself. I was ready to test myself at being completely alone, like you know, having my own space, coming home to no one, just fully under my own you know, answering only to myself. And that was something I really felt I needed to do finally. So, you know, so I, I got this and I, and it it caused a little bit of, a little bit of misunderstandings between me and Ian, which is understandable because we both have our issues and together we just made one kind of super issue in the long run. Um, Mostly just things that weren't said properly. So they kind of got misconstrued or things that weren't said at all. I mean, it was, really, if you think about it, it was very much kind of like irregular, <laughs> kind of like we were dating or something. Because there was a lot of times where like hurts were made because words weren't said or because actions weren't taken. When really it was just my, I'm not really a very forward person I don't just say what I think because I want to make sure I think through what I say because I don't want the wrong words to come out and I know I'm horrible about that so I hold off and to him that silence was not caring or something I guess I don't I I, I don't know I haven't I haven't fully gotten that grasp but you know there was there was a lot of things that were said but anyways I moved out and it's not really all that far away from me. And in fact, he, we we still share like a fence basically because my backyard leads into like his, is right next to his driveway. And since then, we've moved on. He's he's still a good friend. And but I'm by myself, and you know I still talk with Michelle on a regular basis. And there's a lot of people who ask me if you know if. If I want to, if if I think I should just com- completely cut her out of my life, and if that would be easier for my growth, and it may be, but that's still something I'm not ready to do. Um, mainly because she's my best friend, um, and also because we have two dogs together. I mean, we don't have any kids, so thank God for that. But we have our two dogs. And until they're gone, I sh- we have to be at least linked through them. Um, so yeah, so we have our two dogs, we have we have our friendship, 
But, you know, who knows, maybe after they're gone, maybe I will take, try to take a little bit of time, even if it's only like a month of just seeing how I do without interacting with her. But I, I can't picture that. You know, she's, she's my biggest supporter still. I mean, even with this podcast and, you know, she's, she's been cheering me on to put this outlet together because I am so closed off. I'm so, um, what's the word? I'm not, I'm not a very social person. I, I'm very much a wallflower. So this was very much something I've wanted to do, but it's also been something I need to do to try to put myself out there because whether I'm seeing these people, you know, you guys listening or not, you know, there's people out there listening to me and that's me talking to people. And that's kind of a nerve wracking thing in a way. But, you know, now we're, we're two, two years into the separation. We agreed a while ago into the divorce and there's no arguments. So don't, you know, there's, we're, we're completely amicable with it. You know, we've come to understandings on a lot of stuff and we just now finally filed our paperwork so we can make it final. And it was one of those things we kept putting off. We kept dragging our feet on it. And neither of us really know why. It Part of it is with me, I think it was because I was secretly, somewhere in me, I was hoping that, you know, she'd, you know, she'd realize that one day that, oh, she'd made a mistake and she'd ask me to move back in and everything would be hunky-dory. Even though I knew that doesn't exist. There was no chance that it would, if at most it would be a, Hey, let's talk about trying to work this out. And, you know, while I stayed, moved away, we just, you know, we, we try to figure things out. Um, but anyways, but so we, we kept putting it off between her work and just us both stalling it. Finally, we just, we decided we had to do it. And I knew it had to be done for me because of, I needed the closure. Um, you know, I'm sitting here living by myself. She's got her, she's got her boyfriend and, you know, his kid and she's living this other life. And here I am just sitting here like almost in a waiting pattern. And I realized that this not having the divorce is kind of stalling me in a way. And I don't know why, but I'm not. So I'm, I'm, I'm just stalled in this, you know, kind of like in this, this phase almost. So we had the conversation and we, you know, we went down together to the, to the courthouse and put in our paperwork. And, you know, now in November, we, we go in for our, we go in for our day where, you know, we're, we make it official. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, you know, I guess I should have said this at the beginning. This is the, you know, I have no idea what episode this is because I'm recording this at one point in time and then I won't be recording, you know, I, I won't be recording the rest of this till after I go in in November. So this is kind of just almost like a, a part one, but I will, you know, I'll attach part two to the end of this one. So it'll, it'll be one giant episode, but it'll be kind of a, There'll probably be a break in the middle, so it, it makes it very clear when this recording ends and the next one starts. But, you know, I guess right now my my hind, my my feelings on it are, you know, it's it's not what I want, 
I don't want to get divorced from her, but it's what I need. I, I need to figure myself out. And to be 100% alone is the way I need to do that. And, well, I guess I should say 100% alone, but to be alone to figure myself out. You know, I'm, I'm taking care of my own bills finally, and that was... That was scary, but I've got it. I mean, I I have to have an intricate spreadsheet to remind me when everything's due and everything. But, you know, I've got that taken care of. And then, you know, um, yeah, some days I'm lazy when I get home from work. I mean, I work 12-hour shifts a lot. So it's it's hard to really get motivated to do anything after work. But, you know, I get off, I get off work. And if I don't do the dishes that are in the sink, I'm not upsetting anyone. It's just me having to possibly smell a dirty dish the next day. Um, you know, so there's there's upsides and there's downsides. And I try to keep positive and I I think like the best the best thing is she's still a part of my life. And she always will if I have it my way. You know, she she's my best friend and I I miss all the little adventures and whatnot we had. But we can still have those adventures as as best friends. But it took a I, I guess it took a while to kind of acknowledge my new position with our relationship, like what, what our relationship is now, for now at least. I mean, I I, I still have a little bit of pl- little place in me, and I, I you know I've got to have the hope that at some point in time, you know, we're on different paths right now. But maybe those different paths lead back together at some point in time. Maybe sometime after I'm in a lot healthier place with my my mental state and what I am ready to be able to, you know, like what I can handle will be what she needs and we'll be on the same page again and we'll, you know, we'll reconnect in that aspect. But for now, it's just kind of enjoying enjoying the ride of where I'm at and you know, enjoying having her in my life, but also enjoying seeing that she's happy. And yeah, there's the hurt that I'm not the one who's making her happy, at least not 100% of the time. But she's there and she still supports me. And I I couldn't ask for anything more when it comes to that part. But I think I'm going to wrap it up here because, like I said, you know, I've kind of captured where I was to where I am. Um, So, yeah, I guess I'll check back in with you guys uh, sometime in November after it's official and we'll we'll see where I'm at then. Um, I imagine it's going to be rough, but tolerable. I think I'm in a place where I can handle it. So, yeah, I'll see you for my second part of this. You know, it'll be on the same episode, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you then. Okay, uh, this is uh second part of the, the episode about my, my divorce. Um, I'm now a couple days removed from the actual finalization and it's it's interesting i'm you know like i said i've had a couple days to process it now and 
you know, we, uh, we went in, you know, not too long ago and, you know, we had our final day in court, which I mean, really wasn't much of anything. It was just kind of confirming everything that was on our paperwork with a judge and having it finalized. But my biggest takeaway from the situation right now is how much the anticipation of the day was a lot worse than the day itself. I mean, it was still a stressful day. You know, I, we finished at the courthouse and we were supposed to go get a couple drinks, but both of us were pretty wiped out. So we just kind of went and went our separate ways. And I went home and lost myself into some YouTube and whatnot to kind of just get my head clear. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at now. And, you know, it's, and, and looking at it now, um, I mean, we were, we were by all rights separated for about two years by the time we got to this point. So I really can't say it's, it's absolutely horrible. I mean, it's, it's still dark just to think that, you know, the, you know, I'm not married anymore. You know, she's, she's now officially just, just a friend. There's no connection there other than she did, you know, she didn't change her last name. So, I mean, I guess she still got my last name, but you know, it's, it is what it is, I guess. Um, I know the, the going into it, you know, uh, the, you know, I had to work a couple days just before it and, because we went in last Friday, oh, well, I guess we went on the 19th, so probably on the 17th, you know, I was at work, and it just hit me, you know, what was coming up, and it, it put me into a bit of a panic attack, um, but once the panic attack, once I, like, kind of, you know, I got, I got into it, and I realized I had to, I had to do something, so I ended up switching, you know, getting somebody to work a day for me, my Thursday, so I could, have a day to clear my head before our day in court um but and I I as much as I I'm really glad I did that I'm kind of ashamed that I did go through that because I mean it was it you know it gave the situation more power I was giving the situation more power than I really wish I would have but at the same time you know it was the end of something something major to me so I guess I understand it but I I kind of just wish I wouldn't have lost control to it as much as I did. Um, but yeah, then, you know, so like I said, you know, we, we went and we did our, our court thing and then I had my days and then, you know, like, but then, you know, like Saturday, I, I got to go to breakfast with a good friend, my, you know, my best friend, Tony, and that kind of helped clear my head a little bit. And then Sunday I had some people come over and we watched, uh, 1922 on Netflix. I have a small little group of people that get together and we watch horror movies together. And that, that helped me take my mind off of it. But I guess most of it's just been kind of, you know, the, the reflection is kind of what I want to report on now is, is, you know, it, I got lucky in the fact that me and Michelle are still best friends. Therefore it was not, uh, it was not messy at all. You know, it really was just kind of going in there handing the paperwork over the judge asks a bunch of questions or the commissioner, I guess, cause it's not actually a judge. I don't think, but, uh, you know, asked us questions about the paperwork. You know, if, if everything on the paperwork is, is truthful, if those are actually our signatures. And then 
I think the the toughest one was just actually hearing her say the words, you know, by the power vested by, you know, vested in her by the uh, state of Washington. They recognize that our divorce is now over or our, our marriage is now over. And I remember, uh, you know, like a few hours after it was over, I remember reflecting back at how weird, how it had to look weird to anybody else, but it didn't feel weird to me at the time. But like, you know, while we're going through this, Michelle and I were holding hands almost during, for part of it. And it was kind of one of those things where it was just, you know, we got into this together. We faced our issues together. And unfortunately we had to, we're still, you know, we're still facing it together in a way, but you know, we're on different paths kind of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for her with where she's at. I mean, she's got a good support system around her. And, you know, I've got my friends and I've, I've, she's still got me and I've still got her. Um, but we're, we're also really fortunate to have our own little support systems too. I mean, like, you know, I, uh, I have a buddy drew that I don't hear from real often. I mean, he's, he's married and he's got kids and he's got a busy job, but I heard from him on Saturday and it was really nice to hear from him. And he came over and talked with me a little bit about, you know, how I was feeling. Cause he's been through a divorce and he was worried about me and I'm like, uh, I was fine. But we sat there and talked a little bit before I went and hung out with my buddy, Tony to watch, uh, the raid redemption. Um, which I don't know why, what we watched really meant anything, but anyways, um, but then, you know, like, and then, well, in the night, Friday night, you know, I was supposed to have a buddy, Chris come over and he, he didn't come over, but that was cool. You know, he, he messaged me and I was pretty, I was pretty out of it when he messaged me. I, I had, uh, I had medicated myself with a little bit of a THC from my, my vape pen. Um, and I was just, you know, like I said, I was chilling on YouTube, um, you know, he messaged me and he, he let me know that basically, you know, if I need anything, he was there and that was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I guess from my perspective, seeing two bad examples of divorce around me and hearing horror stories from other people, I guess maybe my biggest takeaway is I was lucky. Well, Michelle and I were both lucky in the fact that there were no messes to it. It was just, Hey, you know what? We split our savings account down the middle when I moved out a while, you know, over a year ago. And then we, you know, as far as when it came to the house, you know, we made, we made our deal as far as, you know, her refinancing and buying me out of my half of the house. And, you know, we, you know, other than that, we really didn't have any contention. My car was my car. Her car was her car. We just took each other's names off titles, that kind of stuff. I mean, considering all things considered, it went, it was really smooth. And, you know, I still like to message her, you know, like I messaged her this morning and we just, kind of, or I called her this morning. We just kind of BSed about Shang-Chi and how messed up the United States Postal Service is because I ordered something and for some reason it went way north when it could have just come straight south and gotten to me a day sooner probably but anyways um 
you know, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, this is just going to be a small little thing to add to the end of the first part. Um, so there will, you know, obviously there's probably a gap in between the two, like a moment of silence before it pops into this one. But uh, maybe that moment of silence is necessary for, you know, I mean, death of my marriage. But, um, but yeah, so that that's that's where I'm at. This is me just kind of wrapping this up and I don't know whether I will post this one immediately or if I'll wait a little while, build up courage, let it, let it kind of settle, see if there's anything I want to add to it. If I, if there is something I want to add to it, uh, you'll probably know when you hear it. Um, but yeah, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that my perspective on my divorce was, it was painful in its places but there was growth, needed growth on both sides and but mostly on my side, I feel, but, you know, needed growth on both sides. And now, you know, it's just kind of finding out where I go from here. You know, I'm in a way I feel there's a, a little bit of a weight lifter off my shoulder because I don't feel like, you know, like I had been talking to, I, I've been talking to a, a, a girl that I met online and. I, I almost felt ashamed of that because I was still technically married. So that's kind of going to be a, a thing that's like no longer a concern. I can just be like, okay, I don't have to feel guilty. And in some ways it's like it, the finalization makes it so I don't, I'm not, I don't have anything holding me back really in, in the aspect of wanting to move forward. There's no, I can't really put hope on fixing a marriage that isn't there anymore. And it's painful to say that, but you know, it, it's, it's kind of a growth I needed in a way. I, I needed that step to move, move on with where I'm at. Um, so with that, I'm just going to, I'm going to say my goodbyes. I'm going to say thank you for listening. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody Oh shit, what did it stop? Did it stop recording? It did. Why did it stop recording? Oh no, it didn't stop recording. Wow, that was weird. It looked like it stopped recording for a second there. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just going to say thank you for listening. And if this can reach anybody um, that's maybe going through this and wants to know they're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, divorce is a regular thing and just just know that it gets once it's over, there's going to be a growth that's needed. And as long as neither per, neither party really caused damage, try to hold on to the friendship. It, that's that's just in my perspective. I mean, if it's at all possible, try to hold on to some kind of contact. I mean, with me it was 15 years that we were married. So if I wouldn't have had anything salvaged that, that's 15 years. It's gone. Now it's just 15 years of an established friendship. And you know, there's, there's a lot of people who've also told me, you know, down the road, maybe, maybe one day there'll be a, you know, paths will merge again. I'm not holding my breath for it, but you know, at the same time, I'm, I, I won't rule it out. I never say never. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thank you for everybody who is who's been there for me throughout this. Uh, 
this situation. If you're listening, you know who you are. Um, I hope you guys have a good one. And, you know, as always, if you, if you want to reach me, uh, I have the email standstrongcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, topics that you might want to hear me talk about, feel free to send me an email there. Um, yeah, have a good one.